each story that we have and each story that we're a part of is impactful and has value. That is where purpose comes in. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Gusto for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. We're also supported by Clutter. When it comes to making life easier, Clutter is the undefeated champ. Their on-demand experience takes the self out of self-storage. Clutter has a great sign-up bonus. Get $50 off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com slash dreamjob and use the code dreamjob at checkout. Also, thanks to NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So happy you guys are here. Thank you so much for all the incredible posts on Instagram. I keep reposting the things that you guys are saying, such beautiful things about the show. And I love that you guys are creating quotes out of things that I'm saying. You make me feel like a million bucks. So thank you so much. I hope you guys had a great weekend, a great 4th of July. And I just wanted to stop for a second and pause because we are now six months into the year. We're actually six months and a week or so into the year. And I just want you to take a pulse for a second on where things are at. You know, you set goals for yourself at the beginning of January, and I want you to get back on track. I want you to see yourself moving the needle forward every single day. And I thought maybe there's a couple things you could think about. Number one, the only things that are actually going to get done are the things that you make a must. So you have to schedule it like put it on the calendar. I know that all the time I keep saying I want to be healthier. I want to lose the baby weight. And week after week, I do not put it on the calendar. I do not schedule time to work out. And that's got to change. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire a personal trainer because I know that that accountability is going to be so effective in getting me to actually show up. And so I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to put it on the calendar so it's scheduled. I think that sometimes we also have these core beliefs, which we talk about so much on this show in many different ways. But one of the beliefs is like, ah, is it really going to make a difference? Like if I send the email to a buyer or if I start the Etsy shop or if I sit down and write the first chapter, you know, I I feel so far from the goal. So why even start? We self-sabotage. And I was thinking about one of my friends just came back from China and she said, she toured the Great Wall of China. She said, you know that it took them a thousand years to build this thing? And I thought, oh my God. And I like almost teared up just thinking about this, you know, a thousand years, a thousand years to achieve this goal. 
And there's been so many things in my life where I started and I was just focused on the process and I surrendered to what it was giving me to just be a part of the process itself. And I think that's where we all have to shift and that's where the focus needs to go. The other day I read this great quote, which was saying how what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become, who you become by achieving your goals. It's really what you're after. And it makes so much sense, right? Like we talk about this all the time, but the finish line, ultimately it doesn't do it anyway. There's been these studies that the day after somebody wins an Oscar, they like feel depressed and you know, you make, you make money or you check the box. And I've talked about this before, but it's who you become that you're really searching for, right? You're trying to be known to yourself. As I always say, you're looking for you and you're looking to find more purpose and more fulfillment, which is why I'm really excited to have our guest on today because he's going to be talking about that. And um, the other thing I want you to know is that we are doing this dream ambassador program. And if what you want is more accountability and more coaching for me, and you want to be part of a group of people who's going to keep you feeling connected and taking that next step and surrounding yourself with that positivity, I think you should consider becoming a dream ambassador. And by the way, let me just say there's over 600 of you now who are part of this program. And it's just so cool. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining this program. I love it. And I'm just so excited to get to spend more time with you. For those of you who are saying, what is this? Um, You can find out more if you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. There's a pop-up when you go to the site and they'll tell you how to become a dream ambassador. And there's also a tab that tells you all about it. Um, You can also find the link in my Instagram bio and in our Facebook group. But essentially, we're creating a community of people who uh, believe in the same message, which is what we talk about on the show. And essentially how it works is we have all these initiatives that we're doing it don't keep your day job between the podcast and my book. And we want to get this message across. We want people to start to take action towards the things that light them up. And so we'll be letting you know what we're working on. And it's completely free to be a dream ambassador. It's completely free. Um, But the more you participate, the more awesome rewards you get to unlock, basically. So one of the main initiatives right now is helping spread the word about my book that's coming out because I do feel like this book is going to be powerful and transformational. I wouldn't have spent two years on it if I didn't think that this book had, you know, the essence of what I am trying to communicate in this show. And what's cool about the book is that at the end of every chapter, there's questions. So it makes it really conducive for this book to be the kind of thing that you would read in a book club. And I remember years ago when I was reading The Artist's Way, I did that in a group of, of friends. And so we're seeing that people who become dream ambassadors are creating book clubs and they're getting, you know, six of their friends, four of their friends, whatever it is to enlist and grow a book club together so that they can read this book. So what you're going to get is things like swag. You're going to get coaching calls over Zoom video with me. There's going to be event tickets. There's going to be VIP tickets. And um, it's fun. It's just all fun. It's free to be a part of it. And we'll just be giving out rewards. I just want to give a shout out to two of our dream ambassadors. So Lori said, I contacted my local bookstore and convinced the owner to pre-order at least one copy yesterday and hopefully four more copies this fall of Don't Keep Your Day Job. She said, I do a free to the public sing-along for kids every Tuesday at this bookstore so I can promote the book to the moms after my show. 
Thank you, Lori. Lori's on Instagram at Lori underscore Ann underscore Burke. And that was really sweet of you. And then um, we had Nicole posting. She's at Nicole at life underscore coach underscore Baker. She posted on her Insta story and said, one of my podcast superheroes just offered us spots for the Dream Ambassadors. And I don't know if I've ever hit a sign up button that fast. I love it. So sweet of you guys. I just love seeing the energy. It really makes me feel like what I'm doing matters. And I can't wait to spend more time with you. I'll be doing parties on the East Coast and the West Coast for this book. We'll be creating coaching call opportunities. There'll be lots of different things going on. And uh, by being a dream ambassador, you're going to get access to stuff. So if you want to be a part of it, please join us. And we also were doing one more free masterclass for those of you who pre-ordered the book. It's a masterclass on how to create a successful online course. It's going to be July 15th. If you pre-order the book, there's a link in the show notes. You can get in on that. Um, but that's going to be our last class in the series of bonuses for those who pre-order. And we'll be putting out tons of more awesome bonuses for those of you who are part of the Dream Ambassador program. So I can't wait for all of that. All right. So let's dive into our guest today. Um, many of you might know him. His name is Ben Higgins. If you're a fan of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. He's been on both of those shows. Uh, we're not going to talk about that the entire episode, but I wanted to dive into it a little because I know that some people really love that show. But it's not even the most important thing about Ben that he was The Bachelor. He was The Bachelor and he was also on The Bachelorette. That's not the most important thing. What's really amazing is that he's gone on to create Generous. And Generous is a for-purpose business that sells coffee, clothing, mugs. And the whole mission of the company is to support the organizations that make the world better and really enrich the unique value of every human life. He's super passionate about the work he does. His beliefs in the worthiness of every soul is really powerful. And I love his take on what it truly means to live with purpose. So I think you guys are going to love this. Without further ado, please welcome the very lovable Ben Higgins. Hey, Ben. Thanks for joining me today. Super pumped to be here. Excited to talk to you. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm sure that my fans are going to love every second of this. So I want to get into everything that you're doing right now with your company, with Generous, but... I can't not talk about your history on TV. So can we go back to what made you say, sure, um, I want to be on The Bachelorette? Um, I got out of a breakup. I was flying back from Central America. I was connecting in Houston. I was on a flight with a buddy of mine, and he was a big fan of the show. And this person gets on the plane. He goes, that's so-and-so from The Bachelor. And he looks at me and he goes, you should do that show. <laughs> now... At the time, it hit me at that moment that like reg regular real people do the show. And I thought, you know what? That's crazy, but I'm not against it. I remember not being against it or not feeling like, oh, I definitely want to do it or I definitely don't want to do it. Yep. Three days later, I walked into my office in Denver, Colorado, and our marketing director and her intern were in their office. And they said, Ben, The Bachelorette is coming uh, for casting calls to Denver today. We'll buy you lunch if you go down there. Like, no I'm not going way. To a yeah. Isn't that wild? Yes. Like, wild. And so at that moment, I was like laughing. I was like, you know what? Like I had actually, I think that morning that they told me that, like I Googled what it's like to be on The Bachelor, how you apply to be on The Bachelor. Like I had like, because of what my buddy said and my interest, I had started oh Googling it. And then when they said this, I was like, I'm not going to a casting call because that just doesn't feel right. But if you sign me up, I'm not going to say no to it if they ask. Yeah. And that's what happened. And so long story short, that's how I got there. And then my thought process on going was I had nothing to lose. I was not in a relationship. I had just moved to Denver. 
I didn't have a job that I loved. Uh, my family was back in Indiana. Like everything was kind of aligning for me to say, I have really nothing to give up if I go on. And if I'm there a night or if I'm there a couple months, it doesn't affect my life in the negative really at all. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And what was the experience like? Yeah, you know, there's there's a few things that I think helped me was my prayer because my only prayer was just close a door to not let this happen if this is the right thing. And it felt like every door was like slamming wide open. My job was like, yeah, take months off of work, take a sabbatical, go do this. My family was like, why not? My friends were like, you're going to be home at night anyways. You might as well just go try it out. Like everybody was supportive of it. And so I really felt like that was the place that I was meant to be at that moment. I felt very comfortable. But then it becomes a roller coaster ride because you walk into the house and there are, you know, 200 people working on the show and there's how many, you know, 20 cameras around you and there's producers. And it's a world that you're so unfamiliar with and unprepared for that I think if I had to explain being on the show, it was a constant test of anything familiar I'd ever known. So yeah. it was always stretching me. It was always pushing me to react or be more understanding or more patient. It was opening my eyes to a world that I never knew existed when it came to TV. And also the other contestants that were in the house with me, knowing their stories, hearing their stories, hearing how they pursued people. And yeah, it was a big, very quick education on life. And, and that's, yep. and to simplify it all, it was a consistent test of anything I'd ever known. And, mm. uh, and that also isn't always bad. Hmm. One thing I just wanted to say about you is you've been so fearless when it comes to stepping outside of your comfort zone, whether it's really speaking your truth on national television, whether it's, you know, putting your heart out there, even though it's been broken and doing it again and all of the things, where does that stem from that ability for you to get out of your comfort zone? Well, ultimately, I believe that there is a God that is passionate about people and passionate about connecting people and passionate about bringing a kingdom to this earth that is built on a foundation of love, grace, understanding, peacefulness, mm -hmm. kindness, joy. And I also believe that it comes from my dad was really sick multiple times in his life. And I had to witness a few of this. And, and luckily, he's very healthy today. But I had to see a couple of times where we thought we were losing him. What I realized in those moments, we get one shot at this deal, that we get one opportunity to live in this life and to tell our stories passionately and honestly, because ultimately, selfishly, I want to be known. I want people to know who I am. I don't, and not in the sense of I need every single person on the earth to know that, know my name and, and know me for what I do, but I want people to truly know me. I want people to look at me and sit down with me and they know that in that moment, this is maybe what I'm feeling or this is what I'm experiencing. And then I also want people to feel known themselves because we're all in this thing together. And this thing is super weird and confusing. And no matter if you believe in a God or not, you're absolutely crazy to think that you, you understand this whole deal. Exactly. Like this, this, what we do every day is a weird thing. Like the fact that we're living on earth is a weird thing. Yeah. And it's a scary thing at times for me. Like it frightens me and it paralyzes me and, and it makes me shudder in this whole complexity of what's going on and the one thing we got outside of a belief in something bigger than ourselves is a belief in each other and to say we're hey no matter what we're in this together mm -hmm. and so if we're in it together let's start pursuing each other and pursuing ourselves in passionate ways and so 
that's where a lack of fear wow. comes in and just also a desire to be as open and honest as I possibly can be yep. because I don't want it to be any other way. Yep. That's so beautiful. A friend of mine said to me, we're all a masterpiece, a piece of the master. Mm. And I think that it's amazing how everyone I have on the show, no matter where, what their background, they've come to this realization. I love that. That's one of the things that's most consistent in successful people. Um, so you've taken that and channeled a lot of that energy and all of that compassion into your work with Generous. Can you tell everybody what Generous is and why you started it? Yeah, I'd love to. I was a part of a nonprofit called Community Hope United for the last uh, nine years of my life. And it's been a great nonprofit. It's been uh, not just a nonprofit for the, the words of it, but it was built on the idea that communities that have been forgotten or that are isolated or that have lacked resources could be moved into a sustainable model through not the people from the United States coming down and telling others what to do, but by partnering and empowering and working with these communities to say, to just teach maybe better practices or to help implement jobs and yeah. to help just partner in relationship with, with these communities. And so mm -hmm. Community Hope United uh, was built by a buddy of mine and my job on the board was fundraising. And as nonprofits grow, it becomes harder and harder to strategically plan because more funding, more resources are needed. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to nonprofits. And it gets exhausting. I, I don't enjoy it. It sucks energy out of me. And if my job on the board was fundraising, then I knew that I was not going to be able to do that well with the individual cold calling. And so my buddy and I, Riley, who had started Humane Hope United, went down to Honduras on a trip. And we were walking around and we were like, we're growing, we're successful, things are going great, people are flourishing, yeah. we have to find a better way to fundraise for this. So we came up with the idea that we could start a for-profit company that would donate the profits back into nonprofits. Humane and Hope would be our main beneficiary, but we could also partner with other nonprofits to fund the operations of these organizations so that they could strategically plan for the future. And, and also, instead of asking people for money, now I get to ask you to buy products you're already consuming, T-shirts, coffee, coffee mugs, bracelets. Yes. You're already doing those things. We're going to offer you the best quality of all of those things. Our coffee is specialty grade coffee, so it's the best graded coffee in the world. It's single origin, so you're, it's, it's traceable. We're going to sell that. Just ask you to buy it. You're going to co buy coffee anyways. You're going to drink coffee anyways. Why not make it life-changing coffee? And then we'll donate yeah. the profits back to this nonprofit. So that's what Generous turned into. So, so Generous is a for-purpose organization, we like to call it. Where yeah. We we donate about 10% of our revenue to these nonprofits, or we donate materials, so coffee, T-shirts, for them to sell at these fundraisers every quarter to help them plan for their future. Um, again, this coffee is the best coffee in the world. I mean, that's not just me being biased. It just is scientifically proven graded to be the best coffee in the world. Um, it's not much more expensive than any other bag of coffee you're going to buy. And then we donate the profits back. Amazing. We're a year and a half in. What's been crazy is we thought we were just building a little online platform Yep. <laughs> that would sell coffee. Now it's turned into, we have over 200 ambassadors that are bringing awareness and advocacy oh to Generous every day. Uh, these ambassadors, they lean on each other for support, for awareness, for advocacy. They meet yeah. up with each other over coffee to talk about their yeah. life's biggest issues. It's they fellowship. Meet up for, it's fellowship. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's been amazing to see how this for-profit organization has turned into this group of fellow friends 
and yes. fellow partners to yep. say, we're just trying to do good in the world. Yep. And and this is a community to do it within. And so Generous is a lot bigger than me. I, I am the CEO and I, my main role, honestly, is advocacy. And so I think that's probably just the role of any person in Generous. We're led yep. by volunteers. We're ran by volunteers. And it is the coolest thing to see uh, these four purpose businesses just destroying the world for good. It's just amazing. And it's so cool because you are one step ahead. Often people will stop when they feel like there's a, a lack of resources or resources are not sustainable. And that's why I see so many beautiful nonprofits, you know, just dying on the vine. And you said, well, how could we be resourceful and create some things so that we could always sustain this. And that is just such an incredible way that you solve this problem. Okay, before we keep going, I just want to say quick thanks to our sponsor. There are lots of reasons why we need to free up space. Maybe you're moving, maybe you just had a new baby, or maybe you just want a little bit of Marie Kondo in your life. In any case, self-storage is always an option, but it's definitely not always the most convenient one. But there is a way to store your valuables without breaking your back or your bank account. Meet Clutter, the world's largest on-demand storage provider. Clutter helps you find out just how much storage you need. All you have to do is schedule a pickup and Clutter will show up. They'll pack and move your belongings and store them in their secure facility. And if you want something back, just let Clutter know and they'll bring it right to your door. I feel like I could really have been using this over the years because as every kid grew out of like all their baby clothes and the high chairs and the things, da, 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 it's just the garage is like overflowing and like we can barely get to anything. But Clutter is such a hassle free option. Clutter has a great sign-up bonus for our listeners. You can get $50 off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com slash dreamjob. That's on top of Clutter's no-hassle moving online inventory management, free pickup and delivery, and price match guarantee. See why Clutter is better and get $50 off your first month at clutter.com slash dreamjob. That's clutter.com and enter promo code dreamjob at checkout. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because so many people are going to listen to this and say, well, Kath, you put somebody on who has millions of followers, the world loves him. He's like, you know, America's like, you know, sweetheart. So of course he could be successful in business. And I want you to tell them why that might not be true. So how can someone who's saying, well, I'm not a reality TV star. I'm not a household name. I don't look like him. How can you encourage other people that they could go ahead and succeed and be successful in an endeavor if they don't already have all of the things at their fingertips that you have? I think there's a couple things I would say here. One, is it's hilarious that, uh, you know, after The Bachelor, people take me more legitimate than they did before. <laughs> Two, I, I always like to say that our passions often come from a desire to fight an injustice that we see living in the world today. And I think that's a, and I've thought about this a lot, I think it's a fair way to approach this. And so I, I typically tell people if they want to find something they're passionate about, to sit down for a little bit and think about the thing that makes them angriest in the world, an injustice mm -hmm. that makes their heart flutter or their minds wonder. I mean, we hear it all the time, right? People love to get on their soapbox and talk about things. So you find what you're passionate about by thinking about the thing that, that fires you up the most. Mm, I love that. And then you find your pursuit. And so how do you see this injustice being solved? And if it's not built on love, if it's not built on goodness and if it's not built on communion, then it isn't the pursuit that you should be walking down. And then that becomes your purpose. And I've seen people, once they have those things and they have a purpose, do amazing things for the world. And I, and I also want to say here that we, we talk about success and you say, oh, you know, success in business, success in, in whatever world. And we often quantify that as the larger the business, the larger the relationship, yep. the larger the impact. Yes. I want to pause this all to say, 
how much worth are we putting in each human soul? And in our, mm. and in generous, we like to say, because it can get daunting at times, we like to consider success. If one person's life is changed for the better, we'll consider that a success. Meaning even mm. if my life as somebody that's actively involved yep. is changed for the better, if in 50 years of business, if we look back and we say, Susie from Illinois, you know, was able to reach out to us and get support through generous. And that was 30 years ago. The business is worth it. And so I think we can look around and we can say, oh, yeah, of course, with a million followers, he can reach X amount of people. And of course, he can run a business that brings in X amount of revenue because with one click of a button, he has free marketing dollars. We can say all those things. And you're honestly not wrong. Like that, yeah, that has been a, a tremendous value to me and to, to this organization. And, and I would never want to take that away. But we also have to pause to say, how much value do we put into the smallest of victories? And also, what if we started considering human life as the largest of victory? And that is what's successful. That's amazing. It's like having that empathy as the cornerstone of everything and that that's what matters. And I think people can feel that. And that's why the business took off because it's so obvious when you're talking that this isn't BS. Like this is you, yeah. this is it. I mean, it's it, it is, and it's awesome, right? I mean, we're, if, if all of your listeners in this podcast is built on people finding purpose, I love it. We, we all have to have it, but we all do have it. Like every single person has a purpose. You know, there's there's a beautiful human out there named Brene Brown who talks here yes. a, a lot about vulnerability and, and how that is one of the yep. most courageous feats we can accomplish and how leaning into joy is actually, you know, more difficult than leaning away from joy. And all those things to me, I, I wonder if as humans, we leaned into purpose and we started – because we all doubt ourselves so much because we know ourselves so well – and if we started to just accept the fact that you are valuable and that you're, you have worth and that you have purpose and that your skill sets, even your hands and your feet and your mind and your soul have such a value in this world, like we were saying, like one human soul has that much value, that if we just accepted that you are so valuable that your, your purpose is already there, that I, I wonder how much we would start feeling that void fulfilled. Because I think we're leaning away from it saying, no, there's no way we're worthy of actually doing good. There's no way we're worthy of actually having impact. What if we started to change our mindset to go, no, I'm here. And so of course, I'm worthy of having an impact. Of course, I'm worthy of having value. And it's not that easy. It's not as easy as, as what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm wondering what would happen if we started to tell ourselves that instead of the opposite. I'm just like sitting here, like taking in everything you're saying. And I just felt my whole body just light up and... What you just said is so powerful. I wish that we could put it on a megaphone. The whole world could hear that because there are so many people who think, well, Ben has purpose. Look at him and not me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I heard somebody say to me once, he said, um, God doesn't make extras and people don't get that. How do you make that clear to the people who are listening right now? And they're like, yeah, that's, that's easy for the person who has this or they're great in school or they're charismatic or, but like, not me. It's, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I think it really comes down to how we're quantifying success and how we're quantifying impact. I mean, if you're looking at numbers as a way to value success and you're saying, um, yeah, I'm not charismatic, so I'm not going to captivate thousands of people in my speeches in front of it. Well, no, you're probably not. But you know, one thing that a speaker can't do typically is something that you can do, right? You, because you're not a great public speaker, maybe you're 
a good thinker, a good processor, a good meditator, so that you're very in touch with who, where you're at and who, where others are at. I think we have to get very specific and, and very intentional about not valuing impact by numbers, but valuing impact by moments and saying that each story that we have and each story that we're a part of is impactful and has value. And that that is where purpose comes in. Don't look at the world and say, I wish I was this, or I wish I could talk to this, or I wish I had a million followers. Because quite honestly, let's start telling ourselves some truth. You're probably not. Like not many people are going to be able to be blessed with a million followers. And that's okay. Because ultimately, when I'm 80 years old, I guarantee you that that ain't going to matter. Like nobody's going to care that I had a million followers at 30 years old when I'm 80 years old. What they're going to care about is the stories that I participated in, the value that I added to other people's lives, the legacy that I was living in each moment of every day and of each interaction with every human that I ever came in contact with. And I say all of that to say that anybody out there listening has that same ability. That one of the coolest parts about life is at 80 years old, we kind of all equal up when we're living in our last days. We can all look around and say, at the core of all this, we're all human, and it's all about the story we told and the stories that we dealt with. So if this is a storybook and and, and we're living in this story now, it's all about falling upward. It's all about taking the chances that lead us to failure sometimes, learning from those, moving forward, and building a character and a story that maybe isn't perfect, that maybe wasn't ideal, and maybe didn't make a ton of sense, but it was the story that allowed us all to live the most purpose-filled life. It's unbelievable. You, When's the book coming out? You should be writing a book if you haven't. <laughs> I love um, that. I love that. I mean, what you're really saying is you don't have to be Beyonce. So stop thinking that you have to be this. You have to look like this. You're saying make a difference for your neighbor. Make a difference for the guy who holds the elevator. Make a difference in your moments day to day. That's what you're chasing. And that is such an incredibly powerful way of looking at the world. And it's true. You know, you were really so honest when you were on the show and you talked about all the self-discovery that you were going through. And at one point you talked about how you felt unlovable. Mm -hmm. And I think that that broke ground for so many people. And I think people listening right now feel that way. How did you come to deal with that? And how do you think people who have those same feelings might be able to flip that? Yeah, you know, it was an interesting point and pivot for me during the show. And I, I wish everybody that watched the show could see some of those moments, the moments that get real. So how the show works is you spend every day in what they call an ITM. And an ITM is a is an interview with just you personally. It's where you watch the show and a lot of mm-hmm. reality television does it, but it's just you, you know, the one person in the camera and they're talking mm-hmm. to each other, it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Well, those, and you could talk to any contestants, but on the show, they ultimately become like therapy sessions because yeah. the questions that are asked within those ITMs are a lot of who are you? What are you looking for? Where are you at right now? What are your feelings? What are you scared of? What are you feeling good about? Like, those questions are asked to you every day. And these interviews take anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes to two and a half, three hours. That's amazing. We should all have that every day. That's uh, so it, was, it really is wild. And I think you could talk to every cast member that has ever been on the show and they would say, this is a positive, that is a positive experience. Like that mm-hmm. is something that I look back on and realized how much I needed that and how much I wanted it, and how much I desired it. And, yep. But there was a moment for me where I realized, you know, at first I was able to talk to these producers and kind of fluff things around. Like, I'm so excited to be here. 
and I really am excited to see if I can find love and I can say all these things and, and cover up a lot. And then we were there for so long that I realized I was lacking my, like, I didn't have any more answers. I, I wasn't relating with anything I was feeling. I was saying these things that sounded good and felt good, but they weren't real. And there was a breakdown where one of these producers who uh, is a really good friend of mine said, I don't like you right now. Like, I don't like this version of you because you aren't telling me anything and you have something to tell. And I was like, I don't get what you're saying. He's like, you don't, you're, you're not speaking of any depth. You're not speaking with any type of passion. You're just saying things. And he's like, you've been saying things for weeks now and none of this means anything to us. Hmm. And He's like, what is it that you feel? Where is it that you're at in life? And at that moment, I was able to, for the first time, say, well, I've never felt like I'm lovable. Like I say the fluff because it allows me not to say what I really feel, which is yeah. I'm not ready for this. I look out of all these guys and I look at this amazing woman and I go, there is no way they're going to like me. Like there's no way these, these people are going to respond to me with admiration and love and support mm. because I don't deserve it. And it was a moment that I didn't think would relate with so many. I honestly, I felt like I was alone in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I soon after the show aired realized that my vulnerability made me less alone than the alternative. And that I, what I've learned is that vulnerability actually connects us and intertwines us and it doesn't push us into isolation. And so I, uh, yeah, I think it was a big moment for me personally. It's still a moment I look back on in my life and, and consider it a, a massive point of celebration and, and a, a hurdle that I've crossed. Yeah. But I also, I, I'm not scared to be vulnerable anymore because I've realized more love comes from vulnerability and more support comes from vulnerability than anything else. That's so beautiful. And you then went from being on The Bachelorette to being asked to be The Bachelor. And mm -hmm. from where I was sitting, it was all because of that. Like, I think that the world is like magnetized to you because you spoke your truth and you're, you know, coming out of your mouth. It's like, people are like, Oh, a person who's that good looking, who's that charismatic. He feels that. And he has the courage to say that that's brave. And then you were on the bachelor. And was that experience pretty similar to what you said was going on when you were on the bachelorette was that really different was there a way in which that show helped you turn that around that feeling of being unlovable or feeling like you have to earn it or feeling like you have to prove yourself or did that come from something else it's a good question so that i look back on that time and i even look at it today you know i still have moments and you mentioned it you know in, in some of my best moments my best relationships and in some of my happiest times i still have that sense of feeling unlovable Right. I don't know if it will ever be a something I will completely have victory over. Right. I don't feel it consistently and it's not a constant mm -hmm. thing on my heart. And there's yeah. but there's still moments it comes in. So being a bachelor, I look back, I remember this time where I could no longer wear that as armor or an excuse. I was there to try to pursue relationship in whatever form it came. And I was also trying to stay as vulnerable as I could through the experience. And so saying, you know, if my storyline was, I feel unlovable and I were to say that on every date with every one of these women, and I were to talk about it in every single interview, I think it would get tiring and exactly. it, would, it would get exhausting and it would almost feel like I was becoming a victim to my insecurity and I don't want that. And so, yes, it, it was still there, but I think one of the coolest parts about me become the bachelor personally 
was that I had to force myself to become confident over my insecurity. And so I had to stand over my insecurity and say, this isn't going to be my story. This isn't my story. My ins- I know this is not when I'm healthiest. I know when I'm feeling this, I'm not at my best. So no matter if I want to use it as a crutch or an excuse or a way to to block out people from my life, I'm not going to do that in this experience because it would be defeating the purpose that this crazy show was set up and, and able to offer, which is you get to date a bunch of people at one time and find right. out if one of them is right. And that is an opportunity that doesn't happen ever. Yep. And so I had to have victory over it, at least for those few months. I had to force myself to conquer that insecurity. Yeah. Okay, Ben, I love everything you're saying, but let's just take a quick ad break. I've been running my businesses for a few years now. And one thing I've learned is that if you want to keep your business alive, you've got to know your numbers. But when you're using a ton of different systems, like one for sales, one for accounting and inventory, you start wasting so much time and too many resources and you end up with a big inefficient mess. But it doesn't have to be this way. Thanks to NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. NetSuite saves you time, money and unneeded headaches because you can manage manage sales and finance and accounting and orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. I love the convenience of this because if you're the type of person like me who's always running around, it's nice to have an easy way to run your business no matter where you are. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash dreamjob. That's netsuite.com slash dreamjob to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, netsuite.com slash dream job. Let's be honest. We all love payday, but we don't always love the hassle and headache of payroll and taxes. But now you can tame the chaos of payroll benefits and HR with Gusto. Gusto is helping small modern businesses across all 50 states by providing easy to run payroll benefits and HR support. It puts all these management tools in one place. You can sign, you can store and organize employee documents all online. And Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local and federal payroll taxes. For me, Anything that makes taxes easier is such a blessing. So I think that's especially awesome. Gusto also has health benefits, 401ks, and much more for almost any budget. They've got hundreds of plans you can choose from. And instead of spending hours on this, running your payroll with Gusto takes like 11 minutes on average. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash dreamjob. So in the end... How do you, were you sitting up at night like, oh my God, I have to choose one of these people and I'm going to crush these other Mm. two women? Like, how did you go, like, that must be painful. Definitely. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's excruciatingly painful and you stay up every night and there's producers and there's people checking on you and you're tossing and turning and you're like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Ultimately, you realize that um, people are going to be all right that you aren't their ultimate answer to happiness. And so yeah. even though you're, you are hurting and maybe breaking a heart that, that the experience, the time spent, and, and this is really probably a decent lesson for any relationship that if you think by you keeping somebody in your life, you're going to ultimately fill every void and every insecurity and issue they have. You're not like humans aren't meant to do that. And so even saying goodbye to somebody as hard as it hurts both parties, they're going to be okay. And they're probably better for it if you're questioning if you should be in it or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times and we can, <laughs> you, um, you even have your own podcast, so I'm sure you've talked about it, but my listeners are going to say, you didn't ask him that. So you, in the end, chose Lauren and you, you guys get engaged, right? Isn't that how it feels like you're getting engaged that last episode? 
Yeah, it does. No, it definitely does. It feels like you're walking out of this crazy experience, exhausted, beat up, tired, emotional, uh, torn, and you're walking out of it at the time in victory. Like this, we've made it. This is it. But unfortunately, you know, for me, or fortunately for all of us, it didn't work out. And now, you know, I have an amazing girlfriend and, and Lauren is dating and you walk into this, these different seasons, just trying to do your best. And I think that's what we did on that show is, Hey, let's, I think the best thing at this moment is to pursue marriage together. And so it was, it was a real relationship that we fought and we struggled and we had good times and bad. And, and ultimately it was best that it ended, but you know, it was a real relationship. What do you think is it that makes a relationship work? And for people who are listening, like, what do you think is a reason to be like, you know what, I've really tried, but I don't think this is a fit. The kind of the hidden things are, you know, compatibility, meaning does this person make you feel uh, a lesser version of yourself? The the other factors that go into it are how do you communicate and, and how open or how easy is it to communicate? I think that might be one of the most clear things for any relationship is when I talk to this person, do I feel like I'm dancing around things all the time? Do I feel like I'm covering up really how I'm feeling or am I able to really express how I'm feeling and mm, know that it's going to be reciprocated in love and that I'm also, and here's the other factor because we can ultimately always push the, the issues on the other person, but ultimately it's relationships are two way yeah. street. We have responsibility as well. Am I able to respond to their biggest issues in love? Like when they mm-hmm. tell me their biggest insecurities or they tell me they're angry, or they tell me they're frustrated or disappointed. When I hear that, do I get reactionary in a negative way or do I, do, does it feel like I respond with understanding and peacefulness and patience and the things that are, you know, that represent true love? Yeah. Also, and I think this is something that, that is kind of an issue that we've, that we need to get back to a little bit is that, that both parties easily sacrifice pieces of themselves for the betterment of the other person. And I think that is such a, uh, an important role into any relationship mm. we have that both parties are ready to sacrifice, not themselves, not their passions, not their purposes, not what makes them tick, not the things that make them feel most empowered, but are they able and ready to sacrifice pieces of themselves to truly want to lay down their life for that other person. And when both parties do that openly and honestly, True communion can happen. Yeah, that's beautiful. You've seen so many women through the course of all of this. What would you want to say to a woman if if she said, what in your mind makes a woman most attractive? It might be different for everybody, but I think we always hear those answers of a confidence or a, humor, a sense of humor. That's like, yeah, th- that might kind of be true. And that might be moments that a woman feels attractive and seems attractive or a man is attractive. But we can't always carry that. We can't always yeah. be funny and we can't always be confident. And so that yep. can't be the case. I think the, the the one characteristic that I would say makes somebody most attractive is empathy and mm. empathy at all levels. And so that within that, you can have humor and you can have confidence. But those people that are empathetic can also meet others where they're at and they can sit and listen and and fight with and deal with some of their friends or families or their their own biggest issues. And they can also celebrate when life is going well for the people around them or themselves. And I think empathy ultimately allows uh, both parties to, to be, to communicate openly and honestly 
Empathy mm-hmm. also leads to others being more confident and feeling more confident. And I think when you're any human that is able to influence the circle around you to become better versions of themselves, to me, that is attractive. And to me, that is that we're all capable of that. We all have the ability to do that at every interaction we have is to look around us and say, how do we, how do I allow where I'm at in life to uplift, to fulfill, to encourage the people around me? That, that is an attractive quality. That is so beautiful. So tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can get more of you. Yeah. So make sure you check out Higgins.Ben on Instagram, Ben Higgy on Twitter and go to generouscoffee.com to find out uh, everything about good coffee, good t-shirts, good mugs, good bracelets, and everything that's going on at Generous around the world. Amazing. Hey, thanks a lot for the time. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Well, that was such a great conversation. Here are the takeaways. Number one, more love and support comes from vulnerability more than anything else. Number two, empathy is one of the most attractive qualities you can have. We're all capable of uplifting, fulfilling, and encouraging the people around us when we interact with empathy. Number three, we only get one shot one opportunity to live this life and tell our story. Number four, if you want to find your passion, think about what fires you up the most. Number five, success isn't defined by the number of followers. It's about the human soul. Changing one person's life for the better is the best victory you can get. Number six, if you're here, you have a purpose. You are worthy of making an impact. And number seven, at the end of the day, we're all human. And all that matters are the stories we tell and the stories we build together. So remember, guys, if you want to be part of this amazing Dream Ambassador team, if you want to have that connection with like-minded, awesome, creative, talented, incredible souls around the world, then join us. I will be doing so many cool things with you. You will be immediately part of this private Facebook group that we have going on. I'll be actually doing a call on that Facebook group tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. And you can always watch replays if you're not there live. There's going to be ongoing things. There's going to be different kinds of perks and coaching sessions and live events and free tickets and swag. You can get in on this by going to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and leave us a review. Um, Also, if you like this episode or any episode, share it with a friend. Just go ahead and like text the link to a friend, email the link to a friend. But the very best way you can support us is to become a Dream Ambassador. And I think that you're going to love being a part of this community. I think it's going to offer so much in the way of accountability and a sense of direction and just having a cohort around you of people who are going to be meeting up and joining together. And of course, you'll have me coaching and doing all kinds of things and it's it's completely free thank you for listening i'll leave you with a song of mine and i'll talk to you on thursday the podcast is a production of authentic for more info on advertising in this show visit authenticshows.com so many times i chose to run so many times i held my tongue i held my tongue never saying what i needed to
you've got the heart of a hero.